Welcome to Family Features, a podcast for anyone who wants to experience healthy relationships within their family. This is Dr. Corey Gilbert, and I'm honored to come alongside you to encourage, educate, and equip you as we focus on the different relationships that make us family. Let's get started and focus on today's feature. All righty, welcome to the uh, Family Features Podcast. Looking forward to our conversation today. And today I have Dr. Debbie Silver today and looking forward to our conversation about all she's doing and how she's really, truly changing lives and being a light um, in a very difficult and dark world. So welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Looking forward to our conversation too. Yes, I'm excited because you are in an area similar to me where we're going into a lot of dark, dark spaces um, and it can feel hopeless at times. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little more about you, what you do, and um, kind of how you ended up in this space. Sure. It's actually my 30th year in business. And wow. as life would morph and change, so would business. So I started in health and then mindset and then personal development. And mm-hmm. then I had my own uh, trauma. It was uh, the betrayal of my family. Thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And a few years later, it happened again. This time mm-hmm. it was my husband. Anybody who's been through it, blindsided, devastated, you know, life as you've known it is no longer. Mm-hmm. So I got him out of the house and I, I looked at these two experiences and I said, well, what's in common besides me? And, um, you know, boundaries were always getting crossed. I never took my needs seriously. So I said, okay, that's it. Something drastic has to change. So here I was four kids, six dogs, 50, a thriving business. And I was like, that's it. We're going back for a PhD. And, um, and it was in transpersonal psychology, the psychology of transformation and human potential. I was changing so much. I didn't quite understand it. He was too on his own, wasn't ready to look at that yet. Uh, and then it was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps mm-hmm. us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my business, my family, my life. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot in just a few sentences. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So to go through betrayal from your family or harm from your family and facing that was already a a mountaintop, a mountain experience and crash and burn. How did your kids handle all of that? You know, they, uh, uh, and it was really interesting because when it came to the betrayal of my husband, he was actually the one who told them. And, you know, every family does it their own way. And in, in our case, it actually was such a blessing because they learned resilience. They saw mom crash and they saw her rise. So they have these amazing skills and tools that they probably wouldn't have had if, uh, if they didn't know what I was going through at the time. So, um, you know, looking back, it, it was, it was definitely a, a, a challenging space. I was doing my best, but I didn't want to burden them. So it was, I mean, in the very beginning, it was all I had to do just to, I mean, getting out of bed was tough, but then managing, you know, the kids and the dogs and work. And then I'd crash kids, dogs, crash kids, dogs, you know, work crash. That was it. And, um, and they really saw, this whole transformation take place. And I have to tell you, you know, it's interesting because my highest value is integrity. I've lived an entire life with a very simple rule. If it's going to hurt someone, don't do it. Period. End of story. (laughs) Thinking that that's how everybody else lives. I'm always shocked and amazed that that's not the case. So it's, it may sound really selfish, but it wasn't even enough for me to heal. I mean, this was so wrong on every level. So I remember um, moving through the, um, the study 
and my own experience saying, if I can heal, I'm taking everybody with me. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's and the only way I can make sense. Going back to school. It's led to you going to, and really not for school purposes, more just you were on a journey. You were on a quest to oh, figure it, this it, out. It was a mission. I just, I needed to understand how the mind works, why people do these things and how I can heal. And while, you know, we pick up a book to learn something that wasn't going to be enough for this job. (laughs) We needed, I needed a whole PhD for it. So nice. Well, really you kind of got that along the way just as a bonus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You were on your own quest of journey. Um, but then um, I, tell me more about that study, because in that you found some, you said three golden nuggets, basically just some beautiful. Oh, yeah. These were three discoveries. Each mm-hmm. one was incredible. You know, the, the first was that originally I was studying betrayal and post-traumatic growth. And for those who aren't mm-hmm. familiar with post-traumatic growth, it's, if you can imagine kind of an upside of trauma, how trauma, whatever it is, death of a loved one, disease, leaves you with a new awareness perspective mm-hmm. insight that you didn't have. And I'm a, I'm a positive, I lean towards the positive. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, if I'm setting betrayal, how about betrayal and post-traumatic growth? Yeah. But I had been through death of a loved one. I've been through disease. I was in the ICU for 11 days, story for another day. But I was like, no, betrayal feels different for me. I didn't want to assume. So I asked all my study participants, I said, if you've been through other traumas besides betrayal, does it feel different for you? unanimously, they said, oh my gosh, it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. Yes. So the whole self has to be rebuilt. Mm -hmm. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, Mm -hmm. confidence, worthiness, trust, they're all Mm -hmm. shattered. So it didn't quite qualify as post-traumatic growth. So I coined a new term, post-betrayal transformation. So if I were to give you an equation, it would be post-traumatic growth plus rebuilding the self equals post-betrayal transformation. So that was the first discovery. Love that. And the rebuilding yourself, that is, it's amazing how many people stay stuck there. They can't, they won't, or they feel like it's, they've got to stick it to someone or others become the center versus themselves and growing. They're, they're stuck. So that's a beautiful coin term. Love that. Thank you. Exactly. And actually, so that, that whole stuck thing Mm -hmm. um, really reminds me of one of the other discoveries Mm -hmm. This one, in like the geekiest way, I thought my head was going to fly right off my body when we discovered <laughs> this one. While we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if we're going to fully heal, we're going to move through five now proven predictable stages. Nice. And what's even more exciting about that is we now know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally mm-hmm. at every one of those stages. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next so the good news about that is healing's predictable. That's wonderful. To find if someone that. knows if, if they're willing to do what it takes to move from one stage to the next, they will predictably go through all the stages. I'm happy to share them if you'd like. Yeah. We'd love to know. Tell our tell listeners. Yes. Sure. And, and this is what we teach within the PBT Institute. It's all mapped out in trust again, but I'll, I'll distill them down for you here. Yeah. So the first stage one is like a setup stage. And I saw this with every study participant, me included. If you imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Mm -hmm. What I saw with everybody was a real heavy lean on the physical and the mental and kind of ignoring or neglecting the emotional and the spiritual. So Mm -hmm. what does that look like? looks like we're really good at thinking and doing, you know, in our head, not really prioritizing the feeling and being our heart. Survival. That's it. And so 
it's not to say if you're busy thinking and doing, you will be betrayed. It's just what I consistently saw. Mm-hmm. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, discovery. This is the, uh, the scariest of all of the stages. And it's the breakdown of the body, the mind, and the worldview. So here's where you've ignited the stress response. You're headed now for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Yeah. Your mind is in a complete and total state of chaos and overwhelm. This makes no sense. You can't wrap your mind around the information you just learned. You're like in this weird time warp slow motion thing. And your worldview has just been shattered. Your mental model, the rules that that prevent chaos, right? Uh, Don't go here, trust this person. These are the rules, how life works. And in a moment, everything you've known to be real and true is no longer. The bottom is bottomed out on you. And a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. But think about it. If you were uh, walking down the street and the bottom were just to bottom out, what would you do? You'd grab hold of anything and everything you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical of all of the stages. Mm -hmm. If you can't help me, get out of my way. How do I survive this experience? Where do I go? Who can I trust? How do I feed my kids? Right. Here's the trap, though. Once you've figured out how to survive... You're like, okay, all right, we got this. And because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, Mm -hmm. you think it's good. You have no idea there's a stage four and stage five waiting. Transformation doesn't even happen and begin until stage four. So because you think this is the end of the road, four things happen. Mm -hmm. The first thing is you start getting these small self benefits. You get to be right. You get your story. You get a target for your anger. You get someone to blame. You get sympathy from everybody you tell your story to, right? You don't have to do the hard work of learning to trust again. Can I trust you? Should I trust you? I forget it. I'm not trusting anybody, right? So you start planting roots in this space. You're not meant to be here long, but you don't know that. So then because you're here longer than you're supposed to be, now your mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not all that. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. Yeah. So you plant deeper roots. Now, because you're here again longer than you need to be, and because these are the thoughts you're thinking, like energy attracts like energy, now you're bringing circumstances and people and relationships towards you to confirm this is, in fact, where you belong. The misery loves company crowd comes around now, too. Mm -hmm. It gets worse. I'll get you out of here, though. Because (laughs) it feels so bad, but you have no idea there's anything better. Right here is where you start using food, drugs, alcohol, work, TV, Mm -hmm. keeping busy, whatever it is. So think about it. You do that for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit, Mm -hmm. a year, 10, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years out and say, that emotional eating you're doing, that drinking you're doing, that numbing in front of the TV you're doing, do you think that has anything to do with your betrayal? And they would honestly look at me like I'm crazy. And they would say, happened 20 years ago. Does it matter? All they did was put themselves in a perpetual stage three holding pattern. That makes sense? Oh, absolutely. It's what I see as well as a therapist. Absolutely, yes. I'm sure. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. So if if they're willing to let go of those mm-hmm. small self-benefits and everything else they do, you know, that they get with it, they grieve more than the loss, they can move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. So here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo my betrayal, but I can control what I do with it. 
And I always use the example of if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, whatever, your stuff's not all there yet. It's not quite cozy yet, but it's going to be okay. And when you're in that mental space, you start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you were causing in stages two and stage three. Also, what's interesting to this stage is if you were to move, you don't necessarily take everything with you, right? Like you don't take the things that don't represent the version of you you want to be when you move into your new space. And what I found with everybody was if your friends weren't there for you, right here is where you don't take them with you. You've outgrown them. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yes. And hard. Yes. Yeah. And the misery loves company people. They mm-hmm. don't come with you. Yep. And, and people say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation. Yep. You've just outgrown them. It's very common. Anyway, when we're in stage four, we're making it cozy. We're making it mentally our new home. Mm-hmm. We move into the fifth most beautiful stage. And this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise. We didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. We were surviving. Now we do. Um, The mind is healing. We're making new rules. We're making new boundaries based on the road we just traveled. Mm -hmm. And we have a new worldview based on what we see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table, it was all about the physical and the mental in the beginning. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages. Love that. Whoa, it's so powerful. So powerful. I can think of so many people I've worked with where that stage three picture, just mm-hmm. how much they're stuck there. And the longer the roots are there, I mean, I do. I set up home, I hang pictures, I, you know, repaint, I, everything becomes this is where I'm supposed to be. No, if you only no. knew what was around the corner. Um, some it. get into really bad relationships that confirm it. Yeah. So, and plus the addictions and other kind of stuff like that. But exactly, you know. exactly. And you know, we can spot an unhealed betrayal a mile a mile mm-hmm. away. And we see it in health, in work, in relationships. And in relationships, we'll see it in one of two ways. We'll see it in repeat betrayals. Yes. The faces change, oh. right? You go from boss to boss, coworker to coworker to coworker, friend to friend, partner to partner. You're like, what the heck is it me? Yes, it is. There's a profound yep. lesson yep. that's waiting to be learned until and unless you do, you will keep getting opportunities in the form of people to yes. teach you, right? Yes. When when you do, like in my case, it was my family. Nope, didn't get the lesson. It was my husband. I was like that for me to join that PhD program was the most dramatic, drastic move I could have come up with at the time. But there it was, new rules, new boundaries, new, you know, lesson learned. No need to repeat it, right? So we see that constantly. In relationships, we also see it where the big wall goes up. You know, it's like, nope, been there, done that, not letting anybody near my heart again. You know, and people think this is coming from a place of strength, and it's not. It's coming from fear. Yes. So, you know, but it's what it's what we typically do. And then in your journey, you went into this program to have to find answers personally, but you found so much more. What was the outcome after that journey? with your husband yeah. and your, your family and your, your kids. Yeah, sure. And then I'll get to the third discovery too. Yes. So one of the, the most important things I learned was that rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and move on. And that's what I did with my family. It wasn't an option to rebuild with them. Okay. Or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, and if you want to, you can rebuild something entirely new. 
with the person who hurt you. That's what I did with my husband. So as two completely rebuilt people, uh, we married each other again. New rings, new vows, new dress, and our four kids is our bridal party. Uh, Love that. Never in a million years would I have considered anything like that if I wasn't totally different and if he wasn't 100% different. Um, But there's that complete and utter death and destruction of the old in betrayal. But that allows for the birth of the new. But with so many people, I see they're so afraid of that. So they just keep trying to patch it up, patch it up, patch it up. And it doesn't work. There were actually three groups in the study who did not heal. And well, the first one was the group that refused to accept their betrayal. They were like those stage three people. That was it. They had their story. They were sticking with it. The second group was the group that was numbing, avoiding, distracting. Mm -hmm. So they ran to the doctor to put them on a mood stabilizer or anti-anxiety medication. They started emotionally eating, drinking, whatever. They, you know, may have made the day a bit easier, not without a price they didn't heal. The third group, this was the group where the betrayer had very little consequences. So whether it was out of um, religious reasons, that was a big one, financial fear, not wanting to break up a family, whatever it was, they just did all they could just to try to put it behind them. I saw two things with this group, a further deterioration of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And the second thing was by far, this group was the most physically sick. Yes. Oh, the tie there is to me, the one that I've been so focused on. Uh, I've taught for years at abnormal psych class and I just come back to that over and over and over just the, the, the way that we are that holistic person. And we've divided this up into go to the psychologist and the doctor and the priest and the, no, we're a whole person. And yes, absolutely. And then the religious piece, that's another huge one. Uh, That was huge. I come from seminary and I'm a, a Christian and that's the worldview I teach from. And what I see among Christians is sometimes if I rock the boat, that's the unchristian thing to do. So just suck it up. This is the plot of life I, I chose, the straw I chose, the oh well. And then, no, it doesn't get better. There has yeah. to be death for yeah. there to be life. That's There's it. There's got to be some transformation, yeah. That's it. And 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 it was, it was so interesting to, mm-hmm. to see it because it was so consistent. But what I did see was, uh, people either left their religion completely because they felt their religion right. wasn't supporting them. Yes. They moved to the spiritual side of their religion. They mm-hmm. got rid of the dogma, moved towards the spiritual part of it. Uh, or they just, you know, they weren't religious at all and moved towards spirituality. That was really common. I saw that with almost everybody. Um, but that was a that was such a big theme where there was so much fear. And, and, and what was interesting too was we found over and over again, how the person who's been betrayed so often protects the betrayer. Yes, their own absolutely, yes. You know, where it's like, let's say, you know, that person's well-loved, well-respected in the community. So now that the betrayer, the, the betrayed is struggling terribly, and then they're not reaching out for any kind of support mm. or uh, they, they're thinking, well, I don't want to shake things up. I don't want to create a big ruckus about it. Meanwhile, it's like, no, the betrayal caused the ruckus, you know, um, yeah. but it's, uh, and so they struggle and suffer in silence. And that's why they're so sick. Yes. I mean, the good and news is you can heal from all of it. Right. I have the- right. And the sickening sick part is what's annoying to me is how many I've seen of 
lots of college kids, 20 something year olds where they're put on um, an antidepressant or mood mm -hmm. stabilizer or an yep. anxiety meds, especially anti-anxiety mm -hmm. or diagnosed with bipolar is a big one too. And I'm like, no, it's called yeah. trauma. It's called harm. Your life is taken from you. I love That's what you got. Yeah. And the thing with betrayal is think about it. This was the person, these were the people who gave you a sense of safety and security. Mm -hmm. So now when this yeah. is the person, these are the people to shatter that very sense of, of safety and security, it's, it's terrifying. So of course, there's going to be a tremendous amount to work through, which is actually what the third discovery was about. Yes. Tell us about that. Sure. So this was, this was so interesting as well. Um, we found that there's this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's known as post-betrayal syndrome. Mm -hmm. And we've had easily over 25,000 people take the post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And here's what's interesting too. We've all heard time heals all wounds. I have the proof mm -hmm. that's not true. Nope. There's a question that says, is there anything else you'd like to share? People write things like, my betrayal happened 40 years ago, and mm -hmm. I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. I feel gutted. Yep. Um, every couple of months, though, I pull the stats just to see where people land. I have them. Do you want me to share some stats? Yes, about please. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. So this is out of, no, we have every age group is represented. Almost every country has taken this. Oh, this wow. Course. So this is out of, you know, at least 25,000 people, 78% constantly revisit their experience. 81% feel a loss of personal power. 90 was 80% are hypervigilant. That's exhausting, right? 94% deal with painful triggers. Those triggers can take you down. Um, the most common physical symptoms, 71% have low energy. 68% have sleep issues. 63% have extreme fatigue. They can sleep a whole night, wake up, they're exhausted. Those are your adrenals crashing right there. Oh yes. 47% have weight changes. In the beginning, maybe they can't hold food down. Later, they're mm -hmm. using food for comfort. Yep. 45% uh, have digestive issues. Anything from Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, diverticulosis, diarrhea, constipation, you name it. The most common mental symptoms, 78% are overwhelmed. 70% walking around in a state of disbelief, 68% are unable to focus, 64% are in shock, 62% are unable to concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate, you have a gut issue, you're exhausted, and here you're trying to raise your kids and go to work and everything else you have to do. That's not even the emotional. Right. 88% sadness, 83% anger. You bounce back and forth between those two, that's exhausting. 82% feel hurt. 80% uh, have anxiety, 79% are stressed. Here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again, ready? 84% have an inability to trust. 67% prevent themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how. Yeah. Which is where they need someone like you. It's it's staggering. And, and it's... Uh, I mean, that's why we, that's why we opened the PBT Institute. It's really, this is predictable. I mean, I saw what the research proved we need, right? And, and when the five stages were discovered, I said, I, you, know, you can't go back to business as usual, right? So yeah. I, I put it in a program that, where people can just predictably move through on, at their own page, pace on their mm -hmm. own schedule and it 
blew up. And then I said, okay, well, how do I leverage me now? So we created the certification program where doctors, coaches, healers, therapists can be trained in the five stages. And then I saw that the wrong support does more harm than good. So I I thought about it. I said, well, what would happen if we take the programs, we take the certified coaches to teach Mm -hmm. daily classes on their areas of expertise in Mm -hmm. trauma, chronic pain, addiction, all these things. We bring in the right type of support all under one roof. That's the PBT Institute. Oh, love that. Yes, I I spend so much time. I feel like I'm cleaning up the mess from friends and well-meaning pastors and counselors and people who tell them things that sound great on a bumper sticker or sound great on, you know, a Hallmark card. No, they need to be told the truth. That's it. Guidance and skills. My takeaway from that whole list of percentages, the majority of people are stuck and living as a reactor they're they're existing in life no wonder where we're at where we're at here in our country and um, i would love to see the difference between the different countries that would be very interesting to see which countries have less or more of certain things yeah because we're more anxious than ever we're more physically unhealthy than ever Mm -hmm. um and this affects everything everything and and that's the thing so think about it now we're anxious so and we're and we're stressed we we've been so hard hit. So our heart's broken, you know, whether it's from a family member, a partner or a friend, it it doesn't make sense. We're untrusting that stress response is creating illness and disease. It's just this negative spiral. And then we get stuck in that stage three and we think, well, this is all I can hope and expect. So I better find a way to manage it. And then we start numbing and avoiding and distracting. So we really never get to the root. Because all we're doing swipe, is managing swipe, this. Swipe, swipe, social media. Yep. Exactly. Feeds it more and more. Like we are in the worst, like the perfect storm of some of that with. That's it. Um, and and what I try to teach is that, and, and that's why I'm so grateful for opportunities like this, because, you know, you people like you give people like me a voice yes, and it's, yes, um, yeah. and, and what's amazing is not only can you heal from all of it, I mean, you're looking at someone who did and, and I'm living mm-hmm. proof and so are our coaches and practitioners and members within yeah. our community. There's a version of you that is so healthy, so healed, so confident, so strong that is waiting to be birthed on the other end of your experience. I mean, we see it within the Institute all the time, people coming in with symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome yeah. and they predictably move through the five stages and then they're at that place of post-betrayal transformation, then they're supposed to go. That's the idea. Exactly. But m- the majority that I see tragically stuck in that stage three, yes. the most resistant group ever. Yeah. And they don't know what they don't know, but it's what I tell them all the time is you have not met yourself yet. You've not met yeah. the person that God really intends you to be, wants you to be, where you can actually be that most amazing mom, dad, lover, friend, yes, business owner, and how, how much does, I think our world ha- has been created to where so much does hinge around the marriage yeah, for health yeah. or for our demise. Yeah. The doc, I have Crohn's and the doctor that helped me get my life kind of back together there. He, he was a non-traditional doctor, but he was like, I can't help you, you know, without medication, without surgeries, mm-hmm. if you don't have these two things. And the two things he said was, have a great marriage and love your work. 
mm. two really key parts of who we are. And so if the betrayal happens at work or at family, mm -hmm. which is most of them are, those places, our whole world is shattered. And so yeah. I love what you're doing. And you've mentioned a few times the PBT Institute. P. So what does that mean? PBT? Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. Post-Betrayal Transformation. So PBT Institute. What's the website? So it's thepbtinstitute.com. And they can find the quiz at thepbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Yeah, really all we did was, like I said, we took those, the proven mm -hmm. predictable programs that people yeah. could just do because we have people from all over the world 24-7. And then these coaches, the most fantastic coaches, like I would be crazy to certify them and say, oh, only teach the five stages. They're coming in. We have one coach who's 37, a, a therapist for 37 years specializing in cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm -hmm. Another one, you know, 20 years experience in chronic pain, another in addiction. Mm -hmm. We have we have coaches who specialize in reconciliation, in narcissism, in divorce. In, I mean, you name it. And and what's so beautiful is they teach daily classes. I mean, everything's recorded, you know, mm -hmm. for all over the globe. Um, and and this way. People come in for exactly what they need. One month, they may need help with chronic you know, pain or addiction. You know, The next month, they need something else. And they can work privately with the coaches. We bring experts to teach masterclasses. Oh, but it's the community, too. This is a community to lift and inspire. It's not the in it awful club. I, I don't subscribe to that. It doesn't right. work. Um, right. And so every it's it's all forward moving. It's like training wheels until you just don't need them anymore. Right. And we're, and we're basically saying, and we don't want this to be the third stage stuck group. <laughs> this is no, they're coming out. in that way, yeah. but then, then they, they move through the stages. It is the most beautiful sight to see. Oh, love and to even see I have these uh, open Q and a every week, we call them coffee chats and other member, like one member will ask a question and then another member will chime in saying, oh my gosh, you sound so different than you sounded only a few weeks ago. Oh, and it's so nice. inspiring for everybody else because someone is, let's say, you know, instituting a boundary that they, that they didn't have before. Mm -hmm. And it's terrifying and it's, you know, and, and they know they're going to upset people and shake people up, but with the support of the group. They that's where they have the courage to do it. And then everybody wants to know how to go. <laughs> you know? yes. So yes. Wonderful. Community is critical. Um, voices that are telling you, and I, I got an email from a client just yesterday. Thank you for telling me this. Thank you. As I was affirming, because she has left a situation and she's yeah. got has herself safe. And it's like, thank you for affirming. And I'm like, you've got years of being trained to yeah. think you're crazy. Ugh. And so and you need. It. It's well, awful. We have we have people coming in with uh, therapy trauma all the time. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that I, I see a lot is a person, I, I almost like the radar I have is when I hear someone say, all my friends and other helpers have told me this. It's usually my radar is like, okay, so I'm going to make sure I'm landing over here. Yeah. Because yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. I'm not going to coddle you, but I'm also along with your you on this journey at your pace, not yeah. my pace. So it's, exactly. some don't, don't end up where you're at. They don't reconcile with their, their spouse. They have to and put 100% boundaries with family. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. You're not meant, not everybody is meant to do that at all. And, and right. to be perfectly honest, if my husband didn't completely transform himself, mm -hmm. there's no chance I would have a, who would want to subscribe to that again. Right. Um, but, but that's what, you know, betrayal lends itself. To, right. to creating that entirely new identity. And I yeah. think for him, 
you know, the reason why he changed to the level that he did was because he was the one who told our kids. You know, I think when you're four teenagers, when you sit them down and they look at you like, you did what to our mom? If anything is going to have you fall from grace mm. and realize what matters, it's losing everything and everyone that matters, you know. And that was completely up to him to completely change. I was on my own journey. Yeah. And uh, as two, like I said, completely changed, transformed individuals, we met up again. That's incredible. Oh, I love that. And you had, so you said you've been in business for 30 years. So you pivoted from doing what else before? Yeah. So that's the beauty of this. I started in health. So, and there is such a strong health component. So I'm a holistic dietitian with a master's in nutrition, personal oh. trainer, whole health coach, yes. functional diagnostic nutritionist, testing people with stress-related mm -hmm. symptoms and disorders. So, you know, I'm bringing in this strong health component oh, because we can't just heal cognitively. Right. Uh, the issues are in the tissues. It yes. hits us on I every level. And, uh, and we bring in the aspects of health. It's almost strategic. Like when mm -hmm. someone's like, I, I I can't rewire my mind. Like, okay, how about if we break a 30 year sugar addiction, you know? Yep. And then, and then they do, and they feel like, wow, when life is spinning out of control, yep. there's something I can do. And it's clearing up my brain fog. It's making me physically feel more energetic. It's not about looking good in your skinny jeans, yep. you know, but it's about, it's about let's, let's rebuild you. Mm -hmm. And, and if this is where we start, where you could say, okay, Everything is completely out of control and chaotic, but I got this. That's wonderful. So we bring it in where we need to. Neat. So a, a person who's in, you know, just found out who's, um, you just had that news, whether it's family or spouse or something, what, where should they start? Which questions should they ask? Where should, yeah. What should they do next? They're in stage two and it is okay. just shock. They're in shock. Yes. And, and, you know, with this group, it's some, it's, it all depends on where they are with some, the bank account may be wiped out yes. with, they may just, you know, or it could be a broken heart, it, it, whatever it is. So it's sort of like safety, safety is, is first, mm -hmm. you know, it may need to be that they meet with a financial planner. They may need to yep. move in with their best friend. It, you know, it's, it's so different based on uh, where they are. But the most important thing I would say at that stage is they need to realize you're not crazy. You're not alone and you can heal from all of it. Yeah. It's amazing how kind of what I picture there is them borrowing our hope. Yeah. They're they trusting us until that. they trust they themselves. Again. Yeah. They can't see it. So we've mm -hmm. got to remind them over and over. I can see where you could be. Mm -hmm. And even that we can't see the whole of who you could be. Like to yeah. me, that's the, that's what makes my heart just so happy every day, not every day, lots of days are hard yeah. when people stay stuck in stage three, but for those that move past that, um, to see them transform, to see them grab onto a new life, to see them reconcile or to put up boundaries for the first time where they've never, yeah. they thought that was unloving to have boundaries, which is horrible. Yeah. So. It, yeah. It's, it's beautiful to watch. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, what we see is when someone moves through the stages and then they're in, you know, stage four where that transformation begins. And then through that stage five, that's when it gets really fun because that's when they're ready for yes. a new relationship with that same person, hopefully not the same or right. with someone new. That's when they're ready for that new body, that new business. You know, that's when do that. Yeah. If they do that ahead of time, they end up with the same type of relationship, whether it's with the, the ex or whether it's with some new person 
It's the same old, same old. I remember this one lady, I was actually 25 years old. I was a therapist to this lady in her sixties. Mm -hmm. She walks in, sits down 30 minutes in. I'm like, oh, you're about to marry your sixth dad. I didn't say it like that, but yeah, she was literally about to marry um, a abusive alcoholic. They all were different races. They were all different. You know, you name it, they were different. No, they weren't. They were abusive alcoholics. The exact, yeah. and she lost it. And I'm just freaked out. I'm young. And she, a year later, emailed me and was like, I am single and I am happy. And I am, and it was beautiful to see what she did. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's without me knowing some of the stuff you know now. And I know now after I've been doing this 21 years now, but mm -hmm. um, we, these tools become gold to help a person see you're on a path. I like what you said that the predictable stages. Oh, I mean, that's it. This is the research proved it. That's what's so beautiful. Yes. It was my journey as well, but I'm the one who did the study. Like I, I read the research, I, you know, I, so, so it's just, that's what's so exciting about it. I mean, now really anybody who's going through betrayal, truly staying stuck is now a choice. Yes. Oh, I hate that. It's so true. Staying stuck is a choice. I yep. cannot believe you're choosing that. Yes. So uh, true. But they are because they are. there are so many benefits to stage yeah. three that they feel that's worth it. That, you know, they get to, they get that sympathy. They get to be right. They get a target. They get, you know, for their anger. But meanwhile, you know, yeah, they got a story in stage three, but my gosh, you get such a better story. Like, look, I had a great story. The most important people in my life all betrayed me. But instead I exchanged that story we're now helping thousands of people reach that place of post-betrayal transformation. I didn't do anything anybody else couldn't do. I just yeah. took something really bad and made it really good. Oh, and it's amazing to think of culturally, like, or not culture, I guess, more generationally. Um, it seems like previous generations had a value of you save face and you have a front towards your children even. Yeah. So you don't learn about the mistakes and about, so then I see that like my previous generation to me, they had that, which means a lot of kids look to their parents to go, oh, I can't be perfect. So forget them. How it's really the honesty is. Yeah, you're so right. Because think about it. If you never see mom and dad have an issue with each other, if you never see one of them having a bad day, how do they ever learn resilience and skills? Yeah, they, they can't. I don't know. I, I, I'm a big subscriber in real and authentic because yes. your kids are smarter <laughs> than you think and they could see right through oh, it anyway. So true. So true. And so you have a book and you have um, your inst the Institute, uh -huh. online courses. There's a lot. Tell us more about kind of what you have to offer people that are, then this may be really hitting them, whether yeah. they're a therapist or helper or they're someone that actually is facing this. Sure. And I talk about it in my, uh, I did two TEDx talks. The second one, do you have post-betrayal syndrome? So that kind of sums it up, but I recommend everybody take the quiz and they can find that at the mm -hmm. PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Um, trust again. And this is interesting because trust again is essentially my PhD dissertation. When I looked at the numbers, I'm like, how do you justify 250 studies, 500 plus hours, and three people read it? That The math just wasn't working for me. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, so I made it very reader friendly. And that's what Trust Again is. It's the five stages 
uh, mapped out with experiential exercises moving you through oh, uh, the four-step trust rebuilding process, my story, my participant story, so you can mm-hmm. resonate with someone, you know, one or the next. I read the I read the audio book, so this way, if you feel like it's it's just didn't feel right having someone else read my story. Um, and I, I really, the other reason I, I wrote the book was I thought, you know, at a time where we need support the most, mm-hmm. we're so embarrassed, we're so filled with shame, we're the least likely to seek it. So I thought at the very least, let them have a book yes. so they could get the support that way. The so book is a great place to start. But then the next level from that is to go to your website and do what? Yeah. So the book and, and the book, of course, they could just get it at Amazon, but right. I want to give you a link because then you come back and you get all these goodies in addition so to fun. the book. So yes. that's the pbtinstitute.com forward slash trust again, and they can get that. Again. that there. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the, uh, and then we have our membership program and it's, mm-hmm. there is nothing like it. You know, there, like I said, this is based on what the research proved we need, what yes. the 25,000 plus people said they need. Mm-hmm. And I saw clearly what doesn't work. That's excluded. So everything in there is to to uh, get you. You're coming in with the symptoms of post betrayal syndrome. You're moving through the five stages with what the research said you need to move through, mm-hmm. and then you're leaving at that place of post betrayal transformation. I'll be honest with you that we have two types of people within the community who leave. The first group, they're at that place of post-betrayal transformation and they're supposed yeah. to leave. Yeah. The other group is the group, they don't want to do the work. They'd Same rather story. have their story. Yeah, yeah. Same. And that's honesty right there. That's so important. You have, they have their choice. You have that group and in, in that group, you have videos and trainings and then you have other experts and they have, have community support. Yeah, we have the, the programs, all different programs, but our signature programs, I mean, people just okay. come in just for the program. Because mm-hmm. it will, lit- if you do the work, you will move from stage two, three, four to five. Uh, right. That's just one section. We gotcha. must have, I think we have four or five, sometimes classes a day from uh, live classes that our coaches uh, are teaching. Nice. Th- then you can also meet with the coaches privately. They all have a direct, we have a directory. They each specialize mm-hmm. in something different. So you, you go to the classes to see who you resonate with and right. you choose who you want to work with and everything's recorded. Uh, I'm in there every week teaching a live Q&A. We bring in master classes. Um, it, 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 and I made it a no-brainer. We have two, two levels. One is $97 a month. That's $3 a day for a live <laughs> daily session with coaches who've been around oh. for 30 plus years, oh, right? Crazy. I love that. And then people say it's amazing to me because they say, oh, it's too expensive. And it, 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 to me, that's a self-worth thing right there. Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, I, for one so month, if someone were to go, they could go to maybe 15, 20 classes a week, plus binge watch hundreds of classes um, for less than one session yep. with a therapist. You know? and then we have another level where they get live everything and they get a session a month with any one of our coaches. So, oh. it, I mean, I, I made it like, that's it. There's no reason to stay stuck. That's so wonderful. Oh, I love what you're doing. So great. Thank you. So neat. And it's great to meet you. It's great to talk with you. I look forward to, I, I will be checking out more of what you're doing as well. Just, I, I'm constantly adding tools to my toolbox um, as a helper. So definitely looking forward to what I'm going to learn from you. So thank um, you so much. Yeah. Really, thanks for the opportunity. Oh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing, um, well, hearing from my listeners as to what, how this impacts them as well, because I know so many that are stuck. Um, they're on that journey. So I'm, I'm thankful for you. Yes. Thank you. 
All right. Well, I will um, be posting everything in the show notes and looking forward to further conversations and definitely reach out to Dr. Debbie and talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to the Family Features Podcast. It has been an honor to serve. Find out more about Dr. Gilbert and his resources for you and your family's growth and success at HealingLives.com. And if you think you could use some support along the way, be sure to book that call at BookDrG.com. And one more thing, if you found this helpful, please share this podcast with others so that we can change the world together.